Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Brothers podcast, where we take a not-so-in-depth look at all things Tottenham. We're back again, everybody. That means episode 14, You're a Wizard, Harry. I don't think that's the first time we've said that on this Different podcast. Hair. Different hair. We're talking Wait. about Winksy. It was Harry Winks. He was unbelievable. You're I think a... I screamed Winks into my phone a couple times mid-game, so. You're a In wizard, a good Winksy. Once. Well done. You're a wizard, Harry. He was excellent. I love it. We've got a couple of exciting games. One not-so-exciting game against Chelsea. One slightly frustrating, but in the end, more exciting game against Morecambe FC. We'll talk through some team the news shrimps. beforehand, indeed, before we take a step into the room for improvement and take a look ahead. Sorry to shout out the shrimps, but I love that they're called the shrimps. They are quite literally the shrimps of the FA Cup. They were the shrimps of the FA Cup. Oh, that's a little cruel. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Jumping into team news, we're going to start with Sun Hung Min, who has some good news in that he recently won the fifth straight year in a row Asian Football of the Year award. And rightfully so, because he's just a phenomenal talent. But of course, we get some bad news as, as well because we never get nice things at Tottenham. He also picked up an injury in that Chelsea match that's going to keep him out of the Spurs lineup for the rest of the month of January, most likely. So he'll miss a couple more Chelsea games, an Arsenal game, and maybe even a trip to Leicester as well. So yeah, huge bummer. news there for Son. I feel like we may do with Harry Kane being out on occasion and Hyunmin Son having to step up. We'll see if, if Harry Kane can step into the same sort of clutch capacity that Sun Hyung Ming has done on some occasion. It's going to be a test for us, for sure. And just the worst stretch of games for him to be missing. Not ideal. Speaking of some other bad news while we're on the subject, something that came out in the news partly because of the chant itself, but also partly because of the club's reaction to it. It's not been the first time that a small section of Tottenham Hotspur fans have been just awful. And against Chelsea, there was a homophobic song that was chanted at the Chelsea fans and players, which is kind of just a disgusting thing that exists. I read some really nice articles sort of describing why not just Tottenham, but a number of clubs are trying to stamp out that chant, which is an anti-Chelsea chant and an anti-LGBTQ plus chant. But the club immediately issued a statement kind of condemning the fans and condemning that chant which is kind of an awesome thing to see. Yeah, that's not ideal. Because you want a football club to be inclusive. So getting over that awful news, we can jump into some other sort of different news that you don't get to see every day. There's some news about some of our academy players who've been loaned out this year, Jamie Bowden and Kian Etete, who have both been loaned to Division II teams and now been, this January, recalled from those teams so they can get bumped up to a higher division, which is kind of a good thing to see. Steps in the right direction. of them are going to... Yeah, I don't know if either of them are going to end up being big players for the Tottenham first team. But, I mean, you want, you know, even the guys on the fringes or even the kids from the academy to do well. Yeah, competition is a good thing. I know, uh, in particular, the likes of Jamie Vardy has made his rounds through the, through the lower league as well. So, you never know. Never count him out. That's a, that's a good point. Speaking of players that might make an impact on the Tottenham first team, we have had a lot of transfer news and rumors about potential incoming players, and the one that won't go away is Adama Traore coming from Wolverhampton. And there's even sort of a number attached to it, 20 million pounds or so. 
is that I mean that's less than half of what we were looking at for him in the summer. But yeah, I saw a stat I, it's I been know. like twenty one games without a goal or an assist for this like acclaimed right wing back. Ah, I'm good. It's not ideal. Yeah, I would love you know Tarek Lamptey at Brighton is a phenomenal young player. Um, There's there are some a number of other stunners right there. wing backs that we could go for. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if this is the one, but I don't know. It would sure would be fun to watch Adama Traore week in week out. But Potential, I really don't think he's yes. the right pick for Spurs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another more, perhaps more interesting one is Kulisevsky. I think we've mentioned before is a youngster at Juventus who's turning a lot of heads, and that link has gotten stronger in the past week or so. But of course, if we're going to bring in new players, we might have to lose some players too. And we mentioned a possibility earlier on that Steven Bergwijn could be one of the first players to leave. And it sounds like Ajax, who had reported interest earlier, have actually submitted a bid to outright purchase Steven Bergwijn. Wow. And that maybe Spurs would take it. I'm sorry to see him go. I feel like he's such an asset. The guy I'd like to root for. Yeah. I really, really like the guy, and I don't want him to go, but he has struggled a bit at Tottenham, and I could see him just tearing up the Dutch Eredivisie, so maybe Ajax is the place for him. It'll be interesting to see if that happens. And then the other news about a potential outgoing has just come up with Tangi Ndombele getting a harsh reaction from the Tottenham Spurs fan base when he was subbed off against Morecambe for taking a long time to walk off the field. It seems as though now a ton of rumors have jumped up around Tangi and Dombele leaving Spurs this month, although I don't know whether or not that's actually going to happen. It's just a reactionary sort of news cycle to, to those boos that he got yeah, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I don't know if you can say this is another transfer rumor to come up. This has really been a transfer rumor since he was signed with Spurs. His name's been mentioned in most press conferences, you know, usually that's along true. the terms of like, why, why isn't he playing more? And maybe we saw a little bit of that in the Morecambe game. I just, it was not great. It was not horrible. It was just kind of there. And yeah, his name was the first of three to be called to be pulled off as we were goal down in an FA Cup match. And he, yeah, he was lapped by the other two players. I think it was Hill and Deli Alley as he was being urged on by the likes of Kane and somebody else to pop off the field, but headed straight for the tunnel. I know he came back out. I would hate to see him go. I really feel like he could make a resurgence. In Tangi, I trust. I really hope he stays. I hope he's able to make an impact and come back and prove his name because he's the best. He was phenomenally important for us at the end of Jose Mourinho's turn last season, back when Kane and Son stopped assisting every goal. It was usually Tangi that created everything going forward for us. And if we could get him to do that again, absolutely I'm on board for keeping him. We'll have to wait and see. The last bit of news is... It's been linked with Jeff at Tanganga. Seems like a couple clubs are interested in getting him out on loan. And I would maybe be okay if it's just a loan where he could get regular playing time and then come right back. But we had better not let go of Jeff at permanently because I love that kid. I love the kid too. Got his jersey in the closet. I really hope he... Yeah, I think the kid could play. He's had a tough couple weeks, but... He's had a tough couple weeks. I don't know if he's... I just feel horrible for the guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling for him big time. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, January's a... Got a ways to go, and who knows what's going to end up at the end of it, what we're looking like in February. A lot of changes could still happen. Sometimes you don't get a ton of changes in January. I hope we can make one or two, but we'll see. And speaking of the the week that Jaffa Tanganga has had and the week that Tottenham have had, that first match this week was leg one of the Carabao Cup, the League Cup semifinal against Chelsea. This one at Stamford Bridge at Chelsea's home. 
and we couldn't have got really a worse start with a little bit of slow passing across the back from Tottenham. The last pass was Jaffet Tanganga trying to find Emerson, and the pass didn't get to him. Just like that, Chelsea with the press were in. Kai Havertz kind of snuck behind Tanganga and then put a cross in, although there wasn't really a Chelsea player to aim for with the cross. It went right to Devinson Sanchez, who... That's whose attempted clearance went right into the back of our net. And I thought it looked, and we had an own goal. I thought it looked like a bit like an own goal. Yeah, poor Jack was put under a bit of pressure by by Sanchez initially. I don't see him misplace passes, not put the right pace on the ball. Definitely put it too far in front of Emerson Royal, who did not do enough to get in front of it. Obviously, the pass was not as intended, and Emerson kind of let the other player jump in there and. Yeah, Jaffa got He's caught for the between a rock and a hard place, which was unfortunate. Yeah, it was definitely called out where, you know, Eric Dyer would just be there. You, like, we can literally see that play happen and unfold and watch Eric Dyer just come up and clean up the slot. Davidson got caught in no man's land again. And, yeah, did end up scoring a goal because Kai Havertz is horrible. But not the greatest way to start start <laughs> off the pitch. And poor Tanganga's confidence is just gone. It's shot right off the bat. Yeah, it was a horrible way to start the game. I think, you know, Dyer has mistakes in him as well, but you see how much our defense misses him when he was out, I think, with a knock or just getting the first game rest in a long, long time. I think he was out with a knock. He wasn't able to play with a slight injury. Yeah, so it wasn't on the bench that either. was a horrible way to start the game. And we we ended up giving Chelsea just another, you know, another another goal for them without them having to do anything, shooting ourselves in the foot. The second goal was a poor foul that Sanchez gave away. He had kind of a battle with, Ronaldo Lukaku. Sometimes he came out looking great. Sometimes he came out looking awful. And this is one of those occasions fouling him. I would argue and that off the free kick, it was... Lukaku has his number every single time. I was terrified in those one-on-one situations. And, you know, a couple of times where he was able to, like, semi-get, just stop and was, was sketchy. He was leaning. I feel like at one point he just followed the shit out of Lukaku as he was, like, flailing around after he'd already been beat. It's just last ditch sliding efforts from from Sanchez was yeah did not look great when they go right not so much when they don't it's just terrifying well and that free kick is what led to more terror for Tottenham when Jaffa Tanganga was really wide open with no pressure on him to clear the ball but his header went right off of Ben Davis he caught his own defender in the face with that and it was yet another own goal just one of those absolutely crazy moments and something you hate to see no that is unlucky as it could possibly get To get a little bit of luck, Chelsea, honestly, they also created a couple chances without us giving it to them, and they could have probably had three or four with how bad the first half was, but none of their chances really came all that close. Hoiberg did the same thing as Tanganga, where he cleared the ball off of Skip right at the edge of our penalty area. That led to a close chance. Sanchez, Relamelu Lukaku, wide open for a free header that probably should have been a goal. And the other big moment in the game for Chelsea was Timo Werner getting wide open and behind, but Hugo Reese come up with a phenomenal save to stop the chip Yeah, not, and save what would have been on the third goal. Not generally worried about Timo Werner getting into dangerous places, but yeah, that earlier opportunity, Hoybier was not dressing himself in glory. It was not his best day out, which he's probably allowed at this point. God, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Hoiberg, but I'd love to see the Hoiberg maybe more of last season than we've seen him a little bit less consistent this time around. Well, we've got Just it to all go through to do the in liners. our second leg, yeah. We've got a lot to do. To go through the lineups, we had Hugo Lloris in goal. The back three was a little bit awkward without Eric Dyer. We had Davis on the left as usual, but Davinson Sanchez in that center position for the first time, and Jaffa Tanganga out on the right. Doherty was our left wing back, skipping Hoiberg in the midfield, Emerson out wide, and then up top, of course, Kane, Son, and Lucas. 
Unfortunate for Sun to have to come off early with that injury that's going to keep him out this month. A few subs, we had Ndombele come on and improve things in the second half. Spurs looked a lot better in the second half. Wings came on as well late. And uh, LaCelso and uh, Brian Hill came on. And LaCelso, we didn't notice much of late on. Hill made the best chance for the game for Spurs. When he absolutely turned Christian Pulisic in a circle, maybe once or twice, before beating him, getting it wide, and sliding across across the face of the goal that nobody could get onto the end. Brian adds so much to the game. He's just electric out there, and it's it's exciting. He really is kind of a scrappy player and is always getting in there. Definitely not the most solid, you know, toughest, biggest, strongest guy out there. But, man, he gets in there and mixes things up for sure, and it's really fun to see Los Celso is absolutely absent again. Yeah, and that would be the case again with Lo Celso, who would get the start in the next game that we played, another cup game for Tottenham Hotspur against Morecambe FC, who were in the relegation zone of the third tier of English football in League One. Ew. And it was at home for us against the Morecambe Shrimps, but even with a heavily rotated side, as we were trying to rest people for the next Chelsea game, we were the better side. We had a couple chances, maybe should have taken the lead early on. Ben Davis nearly scored on a corner. Matt Daugherty hit the post on a northern corner kick. There was that no call that you and I texted about when Ben Davis was completely rugby tackled with both hands and the guy tripping up his legs in the process. Both arms Um, around. He was there. It's like it's one thing if he's off the ball, but like it's another thing entirely if he's like literally, you know, challenging for the header on goal off of the corner. It was just blasphemy. I, I, I do not understand how VAR is part of that match. You can't. Review it clear and obvious, like is the the least you can possibly say about that. No call because it was blatant that nobody would complain about. You can't see anybody on Markham being like, "Oh, they really fucked us over there." No, he tackled Ben Davies as he was about to challenge for the ball, giving him no chance. Davies made no effort to fall down to go down early. It was a horrible no call. But yeah, to be honest, we were peppering and kind of adding with all the possession that we had. We were definitely forcing it down there and trying to look at some. Uh, yeah, it, it was maybe a bit, um, it wasn't maybe ideal in that all of those were coming off of set pieces, but we were forcing the corner kicks, we were forcing those set pieces and pressuring Markham. But of course, this game, as it turned out, was all about set pieces and the way it unraveled, and things looked like they were unraveling when Morecambe got their first corner kick of the game. I think a little bit of miscommunication between Joe Roden and Golini turned into a pretty poor clearance from Roden to go out for a corner. Yeah, Roden did with not their first look corner, confident at all in this one it was unfortunately just kind of looked frustrated he kind of looked like like defensive i guess across the back unfortunate yeah he he looks very wobbly legs in the back for sure and morcom took advantage of that corner kick o'connor their defender got right by jeff at tanganga it looked like delhi was our free man in the box to win the header it sailed just over delhi's head and as jeff got beat that was all it took for the goal and all of a sudden we were sweating for most of the rest of this game There were a ton of other close chances, but it took until the 74th minute for Spurs to finally get the equalizer. And it was, again, on a set piece. This time, Daugherty did well to win a set piece right near the corner flag. Harry Winks put in the the cross, and it sailed over all of our strikers, over everybody, right into the top corner. Golden ball. Winksy wizard. You're a wizard, (laughs) Harry. What a finish for the sensation. I don't know if he meant it or not. But it was the perfect place to put that he cross. He said afterwards just... he did mean it. He was going for that top corner just on that far post just to give somebody the it's opportunity to run onto to it. It's just brilliant. It's just what a just glory. Glory in his eyes and he, he put it away. What an absolutely spectacular goal that we absolutely needed. 
We def we were desperate at that point. We had just subbed on Harry Kane and Lucas Moore to try and get the game back. Winksy was on the field the whole time, and it looked like he had the win in his locker, as it turned out. He nearly scored an even more unbelievable goal, picking up a volley and ripping it, dipping just over the crossbar as it hit the top of the Would net. Would have been absolutely incredible were he to score the winner like that. Deserved it. He created our other best moment. Uh, he set up Lucas on the back post. Luke, Lucas headed it back to Kane, and Kane missed what should have was pretty much a wide-open goal at that point. Winksy was probably man of the match, but those subs, Lucas and Kane, did each get their chance to score. It was too late turnovers by, I think, just a gassed more come yeah, defense. Yeah, absolutely. Given the wall away in a bad area, and they, they pounced and finished it 3-1. to one. Great game. I feel bad for Rodon. I feel like he hasn't seen many minutes at all, and it's tough to... I guess, honestly, it's not that tough. This was a perfect game for him to be thrown in on. And yeah, felt a little bit more confident as we were really putting on the pressure. After going a goal down, I feel like we were playing not to lose, you know, as 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 shot us in the foot so many times. But yeah, relieved more than anything to get the three points. And with a 3-1 scoreline, it maybe looked a little bit better than played out. A little too close of a call, though. Hopefully we do better in the next round. And we will be playing against Brighton and Hove Albion in that fourth round. The draw happened right after the game. A little bit of some good news in contrast to that scary moment for us is that Nottingham Forest took out Arsenal in this brilliant. round of the FA Cup immediately absolutely after our game. Brilliant. So while we were close to tripping up, Arsenal absolutely did trip up, which was pretty nice. The glory of the uh, FA Cup. One other Cup. bit of fun. Can't hate it. <laughs> you can't hate it one bit. One other bit of fun for me was, although not in the FA Cup, Roma played against Juventus, Italian Giants, in the Serie A. And of course, our old coach, Jose Mourinho, saw his Roma side give up three late goals and a two-goal lead to lose the game to Juventus in the last 15 minutes and then just bitched about his players after the game immediately afterward, unrelentingly. He bitched about one of the guys that he subbed on for the last 15 minutes. Poor Roma. And I just can't. If I, I think I need a minute every single podcast episode to just be relieved that that asshole is not our coach anymore. He's just destructive, isn't he? Yeah. Well... Let's leave that for another time as we step into the room for improvement. Keeping inside the room for improvement, unfortunately, I feel bad for the guy. He didn't even play that poorly. However, some critical mistakes led to some lacking in confidence with some much-needed game time. Jaffa Tanganga, room for improvement, not a bad thing. He's got it in him. I definitely would I feel he'll get out of there for sure. Keep your chin up, Jaffa. You're still one of our favorites. I think you've got the best of you ahead and looking forward to you to bounce him right back. Giovanni Lacelso, absent. At times I forget he's even playing. He's so bad. I feel bad. He's taking dives. He has a good run every once in a while, rarely comes of anything. Room for improvement. Also, I forgot he's on the field for most of the Morecambe games. Yeah, seriously. It's like he, he gets the ball every once in a while and you're like, oh yeah, I forgot he was playing. It's not a, not a good quality of the positions that he's supposed to be picking up here. And I have to do it. Tangy and Dembele, room for improvement. Just come on, son. Bounce back. Prove your name. You're the best in the world. I want you to show everybody the potential that I know you've got. Some consistent minutes, maybe the right position. Something can unlock it, and it's worth it. If you get subbed. It's, yeah, that's unfair. That was more mental than physical. It's just, I think, to be honest, I think that he would have been bummed to be pulled off in the game where Gio was so much worse. Tank, I had moments of apprehension, but arguably was still one of our most creative players going forward. Light years beyond where Gio was in the same game, so I, I could feel I could feel for him not being, you know, left on to to try to move and 
wholesome thing, especially with the likes of Kane and Lucas to be running off of him. So yeah. I feel for the guy, and I'm really pulling for him. I just I'm gonna open this room up just a little bit more. Pierre Emil Hoiberg's had a rough couple of weeks. I would love to see him step it up a little bit. Deli Alley as well, good, not great. I think he's there. He's just on the cusp of coming back. I just I'm pulling for the guy big time. We'll see how that turns out as we step outside the room for improvement. Winksy, you're a wizard. Enough said. What an absolutely spectacular Amazing. goal. One for the ages. Man of the match. Lucas Mora. And uh, not that easily, but Lucas Mora still deserves to be outside the room for improvement. This was tougher. Had some good runs and opened him some stuff up. Got his goal. I think he's seen a little bit more success here in some of these more open plays. Again, Morkum, is that really where we're going to be judged? Probably not. Let's see if we can do it against Chelsea here coming up, even more against Arsenal. Skippy, no room for improvement. Love the kid. Easy as that. Solid rock in our midfield. I like it. Looking ahead, we've got just Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. It's that second leg of the League Cup semifinal coming up on Wednesday, January 12th. In just a day or two, we've got Arsenal after that at home. And then we're going to have to make a trip to Leicester City. And then our third Chelsea game for the month of January is on Sunday, the 23rd. I would argue that beating the same team three times in a row is one of the hardest things you can do in the sport. We did lose already, so perhaps winning two in a row against Chelsea is not out of the cards. The long con, setting it up just right. Whatever happens, I hope we pummel Arsenal. They deserve it. Would absolutely love to put them in their place, and Leicester's going to be an exciting one too. So come on, you Spurs. we got a lot of work to do. Come and on, you Spurs. exciting few games. Really pulling for us, and we'll see what Conte has up his sleeves. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. Have a great night. We'll catch you next week, everybody.